classes in session for the black and nerdy. Welcome to the Blurred Alliance University. Let's go. Blurred Alliance University, you know what it is. You rocking with J-Rock. McFly Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, <Bruh>, chill. <laughs> oh my gosh. So our little recording software been acting up and got McFly in a bad mood, but you know, we good. I was you know, in a bad mood prior to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just need to get more sleep. That's what it is, to be honest. You need to get a little bit more rest, brother. But anyways, we know it's been a minute. It's been a while. Life has really been life in. It's been hard to even find time to even do this or even make videos. So, you know what? Summer's about to come up. We thought, hey, it's a good time to bring it back. And with that being said, we know that the podcast usually follows a certain format that y'all are used to with the news, the reviews, what we're looking forward to, all that good stuff, right? This episode is going to be a little bit different because the news is so slow due to the writer's strike that there's really nothing to even talk about there except for some of your favorite projects getting shelved and being put on pause until the writer's strike is over. And we totally stand in solidarity with the writers. I mean, they're just asking for a livable wage at this point, which we can all understand. They're not even trying to be outrageous or anything with their ask. And they're just refusing to pay them. So, hey, go on strike. Get your money. Get your bag. Know your worth. And we're going to be right here when the projects start again. But honestly, we was talking about it before we even started the episode. The What they're asking for is not hard for these studios for these streaming services to give them it it's it's insane bro it's crazy it's stupid bro that's what i said like because at first i was like you know let me just i ain't really tripping and then i looked it up and i was like oh they're really not asking for for anything they're asking for just like regular human compensation that's what i mean bro we should have known honestly they don't really care for people to actually you know put on the show for them they just want to pay the actors which makes more sense like I even saw people talking about Deadpool three because that's one of the projects that's been put on hold due right. to the writer strike, and people were in the comments like, "Oh, it's gonna suck now because uh, Ryan Reynolds can't improvise while the writers are on strike." Actually, who needs the writers? Like Deadpool doesn't need writers. It's like, how did you think the first two are? How do you think movies are made? Do you think people just get on set and just start talking? <laughs> like writers are responsible. For the stuff that you like. And people really just don't respect them. And that's why these companies don't respect them. And they don't value them. They're like whatever. There's like 10 of y'all waiting to get paid. And now that there's not. They need to just bite that bullet. And actually pay them a livable wage. It's not that deep. Just pay them. That's what I'm saying. And it's different. I would understand if no one was out there. But the celebrities are also out there. Like please pay these things. So we can get back to work. Because Mm -hmm. it's true. It's like you're putting everything at a halt based on your own personal vendetta against these people, when it's like, they're the ones who are putting on the show. They're the ones who are making this project what it is. And if you can't respect them, why should the celebrities be around y'all too? Yeah, it it really doesn't make sense. And I think it's a bit different now. Because, I mean, we've had writer strikes before. right? And we saw how those went. I mean, them shows were going through it. Them storylines were like not funny at all (laughs) it's bad even the ones that even weren't meant to be funny like heroes i didn't even watch heroes like that 
but even like the people that were starring in heroes come have come out and said y'all saw what happened last writer strike y'all saw the storylines we was working with and i think we're in a different era now where the people that are creating the shows are also the stars of the shows right you feel me like bill Hader with barry yep. uh jason sudeikis with uh ted lasso Quinta with Abbott Elementary, they are the creators and they're writing on the show too. So they understand how these people aren't being paid fairly. Right. And that's why they're out there. And it's solid to see that these bigger name stars and the creators are out there with them too. So it's like, just pay your people, bruh. Just just pay them. Straight facts, bruh. We got y'all back too, bruh. Straight up. Oh, God. So that's essentially why we're kind of staying away from the new side of things. But again, it's summer, so we're going to talk about all the blurdy, nerdy things that are happening this summer as far as movie releases go, because there are a ton of diverse casts sprinkled throughout the summer. I mean, really dropping every week. So we're going to talk about the movies we're looking forward to, going to talk about some of the movies that we might not see just because it's not our jam, it's not our thing. Um, But we're definitely going to get into that. But starting off, the biggest news of this weekend, of course, is The Little Mermaid. Hallie, it, it, she did her thing. I'm not even gonna lie. She she was singing and she was acting. I didn't know she could act like that for real. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like I watched Grownish, you know, I watched Grownish for like a little <laughs> bit, and I was like, I can't do it. A little Yara, bit. Stop capping. Stop capping. I didn't even make it past season two. What you mean? I didn't make it past season two. I swear, bro. I could have swore I, you finished. Oh, bro, that was my insecure. Mama. That was insecure. Insecure, I finished. My bad. But I was watching that when it was actually on air, releasing right. weekly. That's different. Grownish, I watched for like a two week stint when I was depressed. <laughs> I was like, you, you were out of I can't do this shit. No. <laughs> that shit is awful. I, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> but. Yeah, she definitely surprised me with with the way she was acting, especially when she lost her voice and she had to really emote through her eyes, through her actions, her physicality. She was cool. Um, now, not to say that the movie's without flaws. You feel me? It's not. It's not a perfect movie, but I feel like ultimately they did the best they could with the source material. Because I ain't gonna hold you. I don't really like the animated Little Mermaid. I really don't. I don't care for it at all. As a kid, I didn't really like it. As an adult, I definitely don't like it. So when this movie was coming out, it's like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. But they elevated the source material enough to where if I was going to watch A Little Mermaid, I'd probably watch this live action one before I even watch the animated one. Truly. Now, as soon as it gets on Disney Plus, like if if it's going to be something that I'm going to turn on, I'm going to turn on the live action one. Um, now, all that to say... Again, it wasn't without its flaws. I mean, <laughs> Prince Eric's song was crazy. I mean, people would t- have been telling me that they listened to the soundtrack before going into the movie, and they liked the song just listening to it. So when they saw the visuals, they were like, oh, like I'm rocking with it. And since I didn't listen to the soundtrack, and that was my first time seeing it, that boy was moving like Troy Bolton on a golf course, singing Bet on it. <laughs> no rhythm <laughs> who directed this man this is crazy so like that was a part i was like and eh. king triton javier bardem usually is a very good actor to me but in this movie i was like you sleepwalking through this motherfucker like you're not even trying dick <laughs> and like it felt like ariel and her dad ain't even really love each other like that 
like and there ain't no spoilers i mean if you haven't seen the animated little mermaid i don't even know what to tell you at this point so we're just going to talk about the movie so <laughs> when Triton loses his trident to ursula and he gets electrocuted or whatever and he starts fizzling away <laughs> and he just magically pops back up i at least thought ariel's gonna hug the man like oh my god my dad died and he's alive again i, I thought she was at least gonna hug him they literally just stared at each other and she was like here's your trident back i guess <laughs> and he was like yeah now you back under the sea never leave again <laughs> <laughs> have we learned nothing <laughs> so like I don't know. Javier Bardem kind of felt like he was sleepwalking through this thing, bro. I'm not even going to lie to you. Um, well, I wish that they had someone that actually had a Jamaican or a Trinidadian accent for Sebastian. I really wish that they just cast someone that already spoke like that with that dialect. David Diggs didn't really do bad with his comedic timing or anything. Like Sebastian actually made me laugh a couple of times. I was like, damn. I just laughed. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> but like he was cool. I mean, Aquafina going Aquafina. She's just gonna be her in every movie role, and it's whatever. Um, Hallie, like I said, she carried she carried the whole film for me. With she was the best actress. She was singing down a uh, couple times. It's like sometimes the way she pronounced things just caught me off guard when she's singing. I'm like, huh, that's it. <laughs> that's interesting um but all in all ursula melissa mccarthy she surprised me because i didn't really like her casting actually like it was like eh, i don't know what she's gonna bring to the table but she did good again with the source material and what was given to her like she i felt like she was there more for exposition and for telling stories rather than actually being her own character and that's one thing i didn't really like um sometimes the the cgi can get a little cartoony for me and it was like oh this y'all needs to get back in a lab and, and finish rendering this because this this don't even really look like y'all swimming no more you feel me but all in all it was a cool movie i actually think it is the best disney live action um since they started with the jungle book back in like 2016 Brandy Cinderella is always going to be my favorite, but that was before the whole like live action craze and stuff. You feel me? You can't go wrong with Brandy and Whitney. You just can't. But this, it was cool little, cool little flick. I gave it like <laughs> three out of five. You feel me? Like, <laughs> I, I really wish they would have fleshed out Ariel's right. desires more, right? And I put that on Instagram. And people were hitting me like, "What do you mean they didn't flesh it out?" It's like, bruh, she. 90% of her argument was still Eric. Like, yes, she wanted to be out from under her father's rule or whatever. She wanted to be out of the sea. And that's cool and all. But anytime someone like challenged her on it, the only thing she would say is they're not all the same. And the people would be like, okay, who's different? Eric, girl, <laughs> Like, you can't just keep pointing back to one person that you're infatuated with. And even when, because in this one, she loses her memory and she doesn't even remember that she has to kiss old boy, but she's still infatuated with him the whole time. And I think that her added song tried to give her a little bit more backstory, a little bit more motivation and stuff like that. And it was a good addition. I just think it could have been done better in my opinion. Um, Cause she didn't even talk about the people that she was around. I mean, she was in the marketplace. She had people taking care of her back at the crib. 
she she didn't talk about any of the nice people she even met anytime she spoke about humans or the the above world it was only about eric so i again i think they did the best they could with the source material and they did make an effort to to give her more ambitions and i see the effort i just think it could have been done better but like i said all in all cool flick i think it's the best disney live action since jungle book but what you think fam no um yeah i it surprised me um i think going in thinking about all the live actions you know all the terrible ones we've watched it definitely definitely was a lot better than those you know what i mean um i know people put beauty and the beast on a pedestal but i don't know i still think that story was just stupid but little mermaid i feel like like you said hallie did her thing um i wasn't a fan of the the king i don't know i just he wasn't giving like he wasn't Mm-mm. I don't know. I feel like he was not acting. Like, I feel like he was just there to cut the check because we've seen him in other things and he's honestly a great actor. Mm-hmm. Um, Melissa McCartney, like you said, I wasn't a fan. And I think, I don't know who could have been in it, <laughs> but I think they should have tried a little bit better. Latifah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's keep a buck. I think she definitely would have did better. She can obviously sing as well. Like, even having like Jill Scott in there, I still feel like, Ooh. you know what I mean? Like, she would have been she bad. Carry that bug, bruh. And and that's why I was so confused about it, you know, about casting Melissa. Obviously, she's well known, she's popular, but I don't know. She wasn't like meant for that, for that mm-hmm. role to me personally. Um, but like you said, overall, I still thought they did great on the shots. The location they picked for the castle was really breathtaking. I loved the water, I loved the castle, I loved the people that were around. Um it was a little cartoonish, but I feel like I feel like it's hard to imitate, you know, a mermaid. You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. It's not like they real, <laughs> so it's like, what are you really going off of? Because there was some year. shots. I'm like, <laughs> this shit is hideous. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I feel like this is honestly the best they made animals look in the Bad. sense of because when Sebastian sung "Under the Sea," I was like, damn. Y'all really did this. This is really clean. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm really not mad about that. And I did like Sebastian's character. I ain't gonna lie to you. I did laugh, like, a lot anytime he talked. I just laughed. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because I know that it's him. So <laughs> I just... Yeah. The <laughs> Oakland boy. Right. Town biz right <laughs> there. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, bro, we were watching this dude on, like, the get down when he wasn't even using his regular voice. So I think it's just, like, <laughs> it's like, I know who you are, bro. <laughs> And you put me on the blind spotting, and that's really when I really learn more mm-hmm. about him and how good of an actor he is because you know they only associate him with fucking Hamilton. And I don't know, like I just I feel like him and Hallie definitely carried. I did watch the original, and I felt like Sebastian was more bold, and they made this one like very scary and timid. Like he couldn't talk mm-hmm. to the king, and he mm-hmm. was just like he act more like what's the fish name. Flounder? Yeah, he acted more like Flounder to me in the live action. Because in the original, he's like, bitch, you supposed to be <laughs> under the sea. You know what I'm saying? Quit playing with your daddy. <laughs> and this one, he was like hella scared. Oh, I'm like, we... bruh. Because <laughs> I went home. I went home after to watch it. Because like you yeah. said, bruh, I don't really watch any of those old ones. Like the Little Mermaid, the Alice in Wonderland and shit. Like, oh, I, I just know. never been into those like that. 
So I was curious, and like you said, that bitch is short. So it really, they really had to add a lot they to this story because there was no way that she was gonna get real. <laughs> stretch that movie. Like I, I went in daytime. I came out at night, boy. Bruh. I went in at six thirty. It was past nine getting out there. Like that movie is long, and the original is what, like an hour fifteen. It's hour that. 20 max like i said like max hour 20 like that movie is short but short shit, through man. that thing but it's really just because ariel saw dude and that's the whole movie. they was telling her daddy that she loved him that's like, the whole I, movie like bro. i said i give the live action credit for that like it was see when i say that i wish they fleshed out ariel's character more i think people are interpreting it as me saying that hallie was just like right the the animated little mermaid and i'm not saying that right. i just wanted more like they did a better job because like i said in the animated one she saw a boy she come back to her daddy telling <laughs> telling me lover you ain't even had a word not a conversation you haven't said a word to this man and this man hasn't said a word to you he don't even know you exist he think you a mythical creature hey <laughs> you tell it you telling your pops that you love him so again the live action did a better job right at that i just think it could have even been better like they could have took it to another level well, yeah. and i also like that they had her kill ursula instead of eric Same. eric eric was a just a bystander that nigga was out there floating swimming trying not to die i honestly and ariel was about that action was still alive because that nigga was drowning at one point <laughs> oh he should have died for sure for sure bro people don't understand how strong the ocean Bruh. is Bro, when I was she in Hawaii, I got smacked in the face by a wave, bro, and I thought I was gone. I thought I was a goner, nigga. I thought I was about to be in Davy Jones' locker just chilling dead. <laughs> People don't understand. And he was basically in the middle of a hurricane, and he came out with no scratches for me. He got back to land like shit was good. I'm like, nigga, how did you live? Like, how did you survive that? Bro. Them waves ain't no joke. It felt like you get hit with concrete, bro. Like, you really get slapped. And that boy was in the middle of a hurricane. It came out like Superman. No, for Shirt real. Shirt ripped open. He was like, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, even when, when Haley lost her shit and she just had legs, nigga, did you yeah. see how far she had to swim up? Like, There's no way you, you survived that. You see how far she was swimming to land? If she didn't get picked up by the boat, I don't know if she was going to make it. No, she was gonna make it, big dog. I thought they were way closer. They was deep in the scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they was deep. It's not like Ursula turned her like right next to the shore. <laughs> Ursula's like, you gonna have to, you gonna have to make your way back somehow. <laughs> if you die, you die. Sorry, <laughs> that's really how it was. Cause she was swimming for hell long. I'm like, yeah. this bitch ain't gonna make it, <laughs> Bruh, If that boat ain't pick her up. <laughs> Sebastian and Flandre would have saw a death. They would have saw a dead body that day. She would have been floating. <laughs> oh, shit, but, but yeah, like you said, oh, definitely, definitely three out of five. Three and a half. I'll give it three point five. Okay, I'll yeah, give it I feel 3. that. 5. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I see it. I see the vision. And real quick to your point with how they did the animals, I think it's easier to do sea animals yeah. and motion with sea animals right. because just the way they move. Than it is to do land. So, like, while they still did a hyper realistic take on most of the animals, especially the animals that couldn't talk, it was easier to make them move with a rhythm, 
right. than it would be, say, like an elephant or a gazelle or an antelope in the Lion King. And that's why the Lion King looked dumb yeah. as hell. Yeah. Because you can't make them move in that way. They they they're rigid. They're like us. Like they can't they right. can't really move like that. Uh-huh. So that's why the Lion King looked hella dumb. And <laughs> the little mermaid, the animals actually looked way better and they could have a little bit more freedom. Yeah, because it was definitely giving me shark tail vibes. I was like, <laughs> yeah. these niggas are really out here moving and I'm fucking yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah, bro. So all in all, positive reviews for Little Mermaid. If you haven't seen it, I don't know what you're doing. Ain't nothing to do this weekend. It's Memorial Day weekend. Get out the house. Go yeah, to the was, movies. Honestly, that was a smart-ass market area, too. Yeah. and <laughs> Graduation it's, um, weekend, too? Half these niggas are out of school. Yeah, it's tracking to be the fourth biggest opening Memorial Day weekend ever. So, shit gonna make money How much regardless. Beauty and Beast made a bill, huh? Yeah. Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King. I think those are the three, the their top three money makers as far as live action remakes. God, are. I forgot about Aladdin. All three of those made a bill. Damn, for real? I know Aladdin made a bill. Aladdin made a bill. Yeah. Damn. And the actor is out here trying to. Talk yeah, I crazy. saw that. I saw that. Well, that's <laughs> what happens when you don't sing, dance, act, and you get no job. <laughs> so you just sad. Bruh, how the movie named Aladdin and ain't nobody come to see your ass? No one. Nigga. Everybody came to see Will Smith. Let's Literally. Be fucking for real. Literally. Nobody came to see you and you want to talk big shit like you was the reason Aladdin had a bill? Come on, big dog. Have a little self awareness. Like I don't even know why you were picked because you didn't do anything there. Like you were Nothing. just there. You were just a body. Nothing. So yeah, those three. What did I say? Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, and Lion King. Lion King. Yeah. Little Mermaid's for sure gonna join them. Little Mermaid's yeah. getting a bill. Like you said, I think that's the best one because obviously, like you said, everybody just went to see Will Smith and Aladdin, and that yep. that movie was terrible. <laughs> Yeah, let's 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 keep it above. Aladdin, Aladdin look like Aladdin. They had Jafar no. out here doing this whisper menacing type shit. Was so nigga weird. was whispering in disgust, like, bring me the lamp. <laughs> you be for real, nigga. I ain't scared of you. Me and Jafar would have ran the ones. <laughs> like, so like literally, we were there to see Will Smith play the genie. <laughs> yeah. Cause who was it. what was her name? What was her name? From Power Rangers. Oh man. Uh damn. <laughs> exactly <laughs> but i know her like i i see it i literally see her face i'm still choosing her in power rangers than i am her in aladdin but i don't know her name i mean honestly she was a bigger draw than the nigga that played aladdin at the time too i don't know that nigga name either they both in the same category nah nah she was a she was a bigger draw what I else was she in? she was in power rangers she was in lemonade mouth on Disney Channel, boy, bruh, people love Lemonade Mouth. Don't don't downplay the impact little Lemonade Mouth had. Yes, all right, all right, all right. I'll give it to you. Oh, she so was she in was, um <laughs> the <what>? Charlie's Angels. <laughs> she was in the Charlie's Angels remake. Like she was getting jobs. <laughs> nigga that played Aladdin. <laughs> Where he been at, nigga? He had one what <laughs> rom com on Netflix after Aladdin that nobody even watched. He did. I think so. <laughs> I think so, because I remember seeing the preview and thinking, I ain't watching that shit. It's so like... I didn't even know that. See? See? <laughs> and everything we named for her, she did all that shit before Aladdin. She might have did Charlie's Angels after. I think Charlie, because other... I was during um Kristen Stewart's little return. Yeah, yeah. So she probably did Charlie's Angels after. But the other stuff she did before Aladdin. Yeah, let me And she was already known as kind of like a musician, too. 
Right. So like it was a bigger draw for her since she got an additional song as well. So yeah, the dude I played Aladdin, he was he was the weakest link. And, Truly. And, and Jafar. I'm sorry, Jafar really wasn't Yeah. He wasn't doing it. The whole movie's giving, honestly forgettable. Nothing. Yeah. So long story short, y'all, go see Little Mermaid again. It's more Memorial Day weekend. Get out the house. Take your fam. Go on a solo date. Solo date to the movies is underrated. So I did. Right and early. If you ain't got nothing to do, hit the theater, see Little Mermaid. But really, that's all that's come out that (laughs) we want to talk about at this point in time. Other than that, actually, let me give a quick shout out to American Born Chinese on Disney+. Plus. The show has Michelle Yeoh in it. It has Key um, from Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And it has Stephanie Mm -hmm. from Everything. It has the top three people from Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Um, and it's about this teenager that gets mixed up in this Chinese mythological world, has kung fu, action, has heart. All the episodes are already on Disney+. Plus. Like I said, it's more of a day weekend. If you don't want to get out the house and you just want to chill on the couch, that's a show that, that y'all should be watching for sure. Um, and again, love the representation. Yeah. <laughs> like it, It's really been dope to see. So again, Little Mermaid, go out and see it if you want to stay home watch american born chinese but again it's summer we got to get into everything that's dropping this summer especially the things that have black people in lead roles starring black people and starring other poc as well because i think 2023 is shaping up to be a year that is going to be remembered for its diversity and its diversity in blockbusters as well because these a lot of these movies that we're going to get into they making money like don't don't sleep they they're gonna do big things at the box office and it's gonna just be a great thing for diversity for what you give me that face for elemental nigga i didn't say every movie <laughs> bro <laughs> like, i said a lot of them chill we ain't even get there yet you already ready to roast shit like damn dude. <laughs> it's because they showed the trailer and little mermaid oh, i just got so mad all over again <laughs> I'm like, turn this shit I'm up. trying to hype this shit. Like, yeah, a few of these gonna do numbers. Don't sleep. This nigga gave me the dirtiest look. Elemental nigga. <laughs> my bad. My bad. <laughs> Diverse love. Oh, Diverse love. You know what I'm saying? I'm weak. I'm so weak. But anyways, let's get straight into it. You feel me? Next week, Across the Spider-Verse comes out. If this hasn't been on your radar, I really don't know what to tell you. June 2nd. The cast is full of diversity. We have Shameek Moore, of course, as our favorite biracial Spider-Man, Miles. Uh, Oscar Isaac as Miguel O'Hara. Issa Rae, Jessica Drew. Daniel Kaluuya as Spider-Punk. Got Brian Tyree Henry, Paperboy. I mean, the list goes on and on. Got Karan Sony as Spider-Man India. And it's, it's worked on by Kent Powers, which is a black director. He's one of the three directors on the movie. I didn't even know it had a black director attached to it. I so, would hope. I mean, I don't think the first one did. Yeah, there were no I, I black think it was just Phil Oscars. Lord and, and Miller. I think those were the, the directors of the first one. Yeah. So when I looked at this one, I saw that there was three and I saw Kent Powers' name. I was like, oh shit, they got a black director on this too. So we got people behind the camera. We got people in front of the camera, figuratively, because you know it's animated, but I think this is this might be my most anticipated movie of the summer. What you think? No, yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm thrilled. 
you think it's going to be better than the first one? I don't know, because I think it's different with me and you when we connect to shit. Like, yeah. you know, like how it was with Creed. So I think mm-hmm. it just, I think we have to see it to determine that, to be honest. Um, yeah. You know, because a lot of people, a lot of movies, when they make, you know, sequels, they try to do too much mm-hmm. when no one asks mm-hmm. for it. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. it's cool to see all the spiders and blah, blah, blah. But sometimes when you put too much into something, it can make it, like, very long-winded. Yeah. But. And again, I feel like at that time with seeing Spark, like I saw that shit four times. <laughs> like I was taking in family. theaters, nigga. In theaters, nigga. Four, four. I was taking family, <laughs> friends, nigga. I was so hyped. Like nigga I was spreading the gospel. Uh, that shit was so incredible to me because that animation style was just like it was just so yeah. different. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just felt like everyone needed to see the shit because like there's no way. Like I'm amazed by this movie. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think. I think it has a chance to be better, but you know, we'll see. I guess what you think. Like you said, it's tough, yeah. you know, because I know they have early screenings already for a few people. Um, and all I've been seeing is that it is, in fact, better than the first one. And you know, when it's advanced screenings, they invite people, it's you got to take it with a grain of salt, you know what I'm saying? It's like, eh. I don't know if I believe y'all for real. <laughs> like, of course, you're right. not invited there. And, you know, and of course, I'm not saying these people are without integrity. I'm I'm really not saying that. But it's just when the reactions are so overwhelmingly positive and like are so heightened to the point where everyone is saying it's the best Spider-Man movie ever is better than the first one. When the first one set such a high bar, like you said, it's something that you're going to have to see for yourself. Yeah. Do I think it's just going to be outright trash and it's going to let down the legacy of the first one? No, no, because it doesn't look, it doesn't look like that. It looks even from the first one. And even with the trailers for this one, you can tell that the people that work on it love what they do. Right. Like from the animation to the care they, they exude with miles being black and Puerto Rican with all of the different cultures that that they input into the movie and things like that. Like I said, they got Spider-Man India in here. They got Spider-Punk. Um, and I know th- they don't take what they do lightly. Right. That That's something that speaks from their work. And just on that alone, I, I can see it being very, very good and being on the level of the first and even exceeding it. So I can see it, but... It's just something that we're going to have to sit in the theater, watch the movie for ourselves, and determine that for ourselves. You feel me? But Agreed. Again, it's it's something that is is going to be a huge cultural, I feel like, milestone for, for animation as a medium. I mean, the first one's animation is a huge cultural cornerstone for animation. I mean, Puss in Boots, The, the Last Wish... Um, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that's about to come out. A lot of these movies that are coming out now, even from different studios that aren't Sony, are taking notes and inspiration from Into the Spider-Verse. Right. Because they saw that people can actually do something different that didn't look like the cookie-cutter Disney or 3D animation or anything like that. And it could be very successful. So I think this movie will also have that impact. Because it looks like they just ratcheted that shit up to a hundred with right. the way they're animating it. So I think one is going to be good, but also it's going to have such a significant cultural impact that it is going to, it's going to be art. I'm going to no, just leave it at that. 1000%. 1000%. Yeah. 
Like, it's going to be probably one of the most beautiful things we see. And I'm extremely excited about it. It's 100%. Like, this shit is about to be like, <laughs> it's going to be live. So geeks, bro. <laughs> live. And I hope my audience is ready. Bruh. You feel me? Because, you know, certain audiences, when you're in the Bruh. movies and everybody lives. That's what I'm saying. Yo, audience experiences, that's something I feel like is keeping theaters in business. Yeah. Because you can't get that at home. Yeah, you can enjoy movies at home and, and don't get me wrong, I love being here by myself at home and watching shit. But if you out at a movie that you're hyped for, you sit down, the homie next to you, you don't even know him. He just sat down. By the end of the movie, y'all cool as hell because y'all really vibe into the movie. Real shit. <laughs> like, like, bro, and I, that's something you can't get at home. No, like one of my favorite stories to tell is when I finally went to see like Medea, the family reunion in theater, <laughs> bro. When I tell you, that was probably one of the most greatest things I ever did in my life. <laughs> it was probably the most blackest, most incredible experience I've ever had with my folks. Because they were so yeah. loud. They were so loud. <laughs> Niggas were screaming when they started fighting. I was like, I would have watched this ten times because of y'all. <laughs> and oh honestly, when I would see Little Mermaid, the two girls next to me, bruh, they had me rolling the whole movie. They see? honestly made that movie so much better for me because we were literally dying. I didn't know them, never met them, but it was like <laughs> just family, just right then and yeah. there. Yeah, and that's and that's the beautiful thing about just movies and the theater experience, right? Because when you have that that personal connection with people that you're sitting with, if right. if the theater is live like that you feel me and i was just talking about fast and furious because i saw that shit in 40x and i know if i would have seen it just regularly i wouldn't even have liked it as much as i did but that's another experience that you could take with you because the people that are sitting next to me i didn't know them at all but that motherfucker was moving like a roller coaster (laughs) and we were sitting there going crazy so like it's it's amazing to see the connections you can make with people over shared experiences and i feel like that's exactly what's going to keep the movie theaters in business and especially with cultural yep. culturally significant movies like this i mean this is our black spider-man he's puerto rican too so black people hispanics spider-man 299 miguel o'hara he's of hispanic descent and he's of irish descent we got spider-man india we got spider-punk all the way from london like everybody's just gonna be vibing you feel me <laughs> like we got Peter B. Parker for the regular niggas that just like regular ass Peter Parkers. Like, no, truly. Like, we'll throw them in there too. <laughs> there's something for we got Gwen. You feel me? We got Jessica Drew, a black woman, as as a spider person. Like it's it's just gonna be it's gonna be a great time. It, it's I'm excited. It's be lit. I'm so excited. Yeah. So again, that drops June second. That's just this upcoming week. Kona. Literally the week after that, we have Transformers: Rise of the Beast. This movie is also set in the 90s, so they went a bit backwards because you remember Bumblebee was also in the past. Yeah. So this is a direct sequel, essentially, to Bumblebee. So during the 90s, the Maximals, Predacons, and Terracons joined the battle on Earth between Autobots and Decepticons. So we got Animal Transformers. I loved this show growing up, so I ain't going to hold you. I'm not going to hold you. This is like my second most anticipated movie <laughs> No cap. No cap. I don't care. I, like, I think that's what makes me love you more is because I'm not the only one who's hyped about all these Transformer movies. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I loved 
the beast morphers, <laughs> nigga. I love and watching it now. I mean, that animation is fucking scary, nigga. Bro, now bro. it's like, oh shit. But back then, you couldn't tell me nothing. Cheetor was that nigga. Like I totally. loved everything about it, and the fact that they're finally making a live action, bruh. I didn't think we'd ever get it, to be honest. Me either. Because most people forgot about that shit. So I didn't think we'd get it because, what was it, the last night when they wrote like dinosaurs? (laughs) I thought that was the farthest they were going to take it. I was like, last 10 minutes of the movie. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, this is what we get. Like, this is the farthest y'all going to take this, I guess. But then when this got announced, and then yeah, we bro. started getting trailers for it. We see Optimus Primal, Cheetor. Like, fucking. This shit looks solid. RC. Like, bro. And again, cast, super diverse. Anthony Ramos, Dominique Fishback are, the, of course, we got to have humans in the movie, human main characters. They're the humans that get mixed up in it. We got Michelle Yeoh, MJ Rodriguez, which is going to be the first trans person to ever be in a Transformers movie. We got Coleman Domingo. We got Toby. All voiced in different sets of Autobots, Decepticons, Terracons. They're just literally all over the map. And then we also have a black director here as well with Stephen Capel Jr. Of course, he directed Creed 2. And he's going to be helming the Transformers Rise of the Beast movie as well. So with the diversity, with the type of movie this is shaping up to be, yeah, this this is going to be crazy. I'm so juiced for this movie. I'm telling you, even like, even my brother, like, Low one, he's hot, yeah. bro. I was like, Are you? He's like, Yeah, I was like, Oh, shit, okay, we're gonna be up in that thing. Then, <laughs> like, what you think? What you think? You see these trailers, bro, and even even the like music they're using for the trailers, right? They're using Biggie, bro, they're using 90s hits, like they treating it with care, and that's that's really, I feel like, my biggest thing with movies, yep. and I feel like the ones. The difference between the ones I, I absolutely enjoy and love and ones that I'm just like, and whatever, is when you can tell that people care and they cared about the cultures that they're representing. They cared about the era that they're representing because it's the 90s. You can't just be in there having it look like the 2020s, like right. actually make me feel like we're back in the 90s. You feel me? And they doing that and it's shaping up to be the best Transformers. But because honestly... The Mark Wahlberg ones, I absolutely hate. I hate yeah, I the Mark Wahlberg Transformers. I still watch them because still the scenes with the Transformers are are fire. Like right. I still like, I still like that shit. But Mark Wahlberg ones are trash. Then Bumblebee, I absolutely enjoyed Bumblebee. I I liked that movie. It was cool. I mean, I ain't gonna say it's the best Transformers, but like I said, I enjoyed it. And now we getting another one set in the nineties, right? With all the animals and the beasts, and it's like, yeah. Y'all heading in the right direction with the franchise. Do you like the third one? Do you like the third one with Shia LaBeouf? Dark Side of the Moon? Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. I thought, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I Hell just want to make sure. Bro, people I, were doubting it. People I know. People were like, down saying. on it. But especially when it first dropped. Right. Walking out the theater, I was like, what did I just witness? It's like, solid, right? It's solid, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I think my absolute favorite is the first one. Yeah. I think that's my favorite. And then Dark Side of the Moon is right behind it. Yeah, I know. A lot of people don't like the second one. But I really I really did enjoy the second one. Honestly. I don't like the second one. Yeah. I really liked it. I saw I, it twice. I mean, of course, 
it all comes back to the action. Like I'll right. watch it because I like the action and stuff. Right, right. But right. the second one, I don't know. I, it just felt like it had too many stupid moments. Yeah. Like the little Autobot humping Megan Fox's leg, mm-hmm. or he was a Decepticon, then he switched sides. The big bulldozing transformer that had a ball sack. Like <laughs> the two ice cream truck niggas that just sounded like they were doing caricatures. <laughs> they were funny people. though. No, they weren't, nigga. Like, the only funny thing he said was when he called the nigga a Chia Pet. Other than that, I was like, all right, bro. Like, who's voicing these niggas? (laughs) Hey, that's bro. That's bro from Will Trent. The main character? When they called a Chia Pet. He's in Will Trent. Yeah, I know. He's the main character. He's Will Trent? Yeah, he's Will Trent. Yeah, he's the main character. Oh, shit. I ain't see that nigga since the second Bro, that's what I said. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, uh, that's that. You know what? I'm gonna shout that out too, real quick. Y'all go need ahead. to watch Will Trent. Honestly, that one is diverse too. It's Latinas, blacks, everybody, Asian American, all of us. I'm telling you, watch that shit. That shit is solid. I told you, watch it. You need to watch it. I know. I know. I need to. I need to. I'm just in the middle of all these shows ending right now. I mean, honestly, yes. Yeah, I'm trying to finish Barry. Barry ends tonight. I'm trying to finish Ted Lasso. It already ended. Yeah, we just binged Ted Lasso last night. Yeah. So. It's just so much out right now. It's just as far as TV. Like I didn't know you so still watch Barry. I thought you stopped for some reason. I only stopped because the season ended at hmm. the time, but then they brought it back, and this is the final season. So I'm gonna just binge that shit. I haven't watched any of it. So again, Transformers: Rise of the Beast. Right after this upcoming weekend, so June 9th is when that is dropping. Bruh. Literally a week after. This that, is crazy. <laughs> Literally a week after that, we get to McFly's favorite movie, Elemental. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, big dog. <laughs> Talk about it. Talk to the people. Don't nobody want to watch this fake-ass Zootopia. <laughs> what you mean? Everybody want to watch Elemental? What if Elements have feelings? Everybody want to see that. Where? What about my feelings? <laughs> How stupid this is. <laughs> you just go ignore it. You just go ignore it. Hell yeah, they're going to ignore it because they like, look, this is, well, I'm not even going to say that because it's only coming out two weeks after Spider-Verse, which is still a kid's movie. Because I was going to say they're trying to corner the, I was going to say they're trying to corner the market a little bit, but Spider-Verse, I don't see that dropping off for at least a month. Like, I, that movie's going to be doing crazy numbers. Well, they're not going to push it back. Oh, no. It's too late for that. Yeah. It's too late for that, but... Cause what's the other cartoon <laughs> one? Which one? The one with the like tentacles or whatever, like the little octopus. Oh, people. um, we gonna get to that in a minute too. Ruby oh, Gilman, right. the Kraken. Yeah, that shit comes out <laughs> literally like two weeks. That's afterwards. what I'm saying. <laughs> so, I mean, at this point, everybody knows what Elemental is. If you don't know what Elemental is, it's gonna be Pixar's new movie. It's literally a city where the elements are personified so there's fire earth air water and the whole premise is that they are not to mix elements do not mix they stay in their own parts of town they don't of course they don't fall in love they don't they they don't cross each other ever and it's about a woman she's fire her name is ember she's voiced by leah lewis and she meets a water dude named Wade Ripple, nigga, Mamadou <laughs> Athi, and they find that they have more in common than they would have ever thought if they never even mixed. So it's literally if elements had feelings. 
And the, I feel like this is Pixar's go-to model now. I feel like Pixar um, is just running out of ideas, man. Especially with the announcement of like Toy Story 5 and, and Zootopia all these, 2. Like, dude, I mean, Zootopia is still Disney. That's not even Pixar. Yeah, Zootopia is just <gasps> Disney, fam. It is Disney. Yeah. And I feel like now that you mentioned Zootopia again, I'm I'm gonna agree with you that Zootopia is the superior is and will be the superior movie to Elements. When I feel like they're just trying to do it again, mm-hmm. just with Elements, like they're gonna have the cheeky, prejudice jokes between Elements and and things like that. Like even in the trailer when she's like, "Water's always getting into something," and the dude gets sucked up by a sponge, and it's like, "Ha, clever!" <laughs> it's like. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not hyped about Elemental really at all. Is I don't know. Pixar is losing me. I mean, losing? they they lost. They yeah. lost me. Yeah. I will say. I think the last one I did enjoy was Turning Red, which was not that long ago. What was that like 2021, 2020? Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think it's top five Pixar or or anything like I think that. That's but what I we're still talking liked about. it. That was the one that went to Disney Plus, right? Yeah, yeah, and it should have got a theatrical right. release instead of Lightyear. Right, right. Like, like, let's talk about it. Right. It should have got that theatrical release instead of Lightyear, and that's why Lightyear flopped hard. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Turning Red is such a superior movie to Lightyear. Yeah. I remember we were talking about that. Yeah, so, again, Turning Red wasn't that long ago, but I feel like Pixar is a very, very hit or miss at this point. And it has been for a few years. So with this one, eh, we're going to see what it do. We're going to see what happens. Who we? But, <laughs> I mean, everybody going to see what it do. I'm not you got to go see it. You feel me? I'm just saying we're going to see how it does as far as other people seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be on the website in like a week, big dog. I got you. Oh, me. Like, it really will. <laughs> Disney's gonna be like, all right, go so, ahead and throw that on Disney Plus, actually. <laughs> so, again, Elemental comes out June 16th. And not to overshadow this or anything, but that movie also has an Asian director, Peter Son. He actually worked on Incredibles, Finding Nemo, Good Dinosaur. He even worked on Osmosis Jones. So, he's been in the animation world for a while. Um, and he's worked on some really good movies. So, I forgot about Good Dinosaur. Not to even, <laughs> I mean, of course, it's all jokes here. We always laugh and we're making jokes and shit. But with a director like that, I'm not going to completely write it off. Yeah. He's worked He's worked on some bangers for sure. And he's been, yeah. like I say, he's been in the game for a long time. And it, I don't know. With Like I said, just with a director right. like that, I'm not going to completely write it off. Because so I still mental- watch Osmos Jones. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Anytime it comes back on a streaming service, I'm on it. It's must like, watch. As soon as I see it, must and watch. And you know it because especially like when it comes back to HBO Max, like when movies leave and come back, it still has where you left off. Right. <laughs> like almost like, as long no as it's always at the end, bro. <laughs> so you just like, oh shit, now I'm gonna watch this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, again, Elemental, June 16th, same day, June 16th, is The Blackening. This is essentially an indie film that's getting a lot of buzz lately. It's about seven friends that go away for the weekend, only to find themselves trapped in a cabin with a killer who, of course, has a vendetta. They must use their smarts to get out of this predicament, and it seems to be a very good commentary on Black people in horror. Mm -hmm. I mean, the tagline for the movie is, we can't all die first. I mean, if that don't get you intrigued, I don't know what else to tell you. 
And this movie, of course, has an all-black cast, has Sinqua Walls, Grace Byers, Melvin Gregg, Yvonne Orji from Insecure, um, directed by Tim Story, who directed Think Like a Man, Barbershop, written by Tracy Oliver, who did the screenplay for Girls Trip. I mean, this is a black film through and through. The trailer looks hella funny. I mean, I'm I'm seated for this. What you think, big dog? I'm seated for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in there because, like, yeah. I love Barbershop. I literally, mm-hmm. I I rewatch Barbershop all the time. Um, he did. Didn't he do Shaft? Third one. Yep. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I love Shaft. He did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I do like the first ride along. Like it's 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 in the name. So I yeah. mean, and honestly, I've kind of always wanted. A story like this in the sense you know because mm-hmm. they do always kill us off first so mm-hmm. it's very intriguing to see what he'll come up with what they'll actually be like and you know yeah i'm i'm, I'm, I'm excited for it i know people are looking at it and looks goofy as fuck but ain't that the point that's what i'm saying like the premise in and of itself is goofy but you got to think about other horror movie premises you feel me like saw is essentially the same shit they get a bunch of strangers. I mean, in this one, they're not really strangers. They're friends. Yeah. But follow me here. With right. Saw and stuff like that, they get a group of people, and they just start killing them niggas in creative ways. <laughs> like, that premise, if you think the Blackening's premise is goofy, then you have to think a lot of the horror movie premises are goofy, too. I mean, Scream, Ghostface is literally just a regular nigga in every single Scream movie. You mean to tell me none of y'all could escape this man? And he don't even use a gun to, like, the sick scream. <laughs> like, he's stabbing y'all to death. You can't fight this nigga off. Bruh, they like, make him so superhuman and it's so That's weird. what I'm saying. So, like, of course we enjoy these movies. Like, certain horror movies and things. Right. These are These are what people enjoy. And it's okay to think and recognize that they're goofy while also still enjoying them. And I think that's part of the commentary here, especially with, like you said, I mean... The the running gag and the running joke is that black people always die first. Always. When you're all black, what's gonna happen? We can't all die first. <laughs> so and, and to me it's like if you like what like the scary movie shit, like mm-hmm, that's kinda mm-hmm. that's kinda the feel this is giving because it is yeah. like like you said, we can't all die first. So who's gonna be the one? Who who are you gonna put in place for that? Will it be mm-hmm. one of us or will it be just some random ass character? And I think that's that's what should draw you in to want to see this type of movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not fucking everybody else. I'm watching this bitch. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Like, I put this in the video, like, of my anticipated, like, black and POC-led movies and stuff. And people in the comments, like, oh, y'all ain't going to see that. When people don't see that, then y'all can stop complaining. It's like, no. Like, I ain't putting shit out there that I ain't finna see, nigga. Like, if it's in here, like, I'm going to watch it. And the blackening looks good. Like, it looks smart. It looks like it has great commentary. And it looks funny. You feel me? And, like, it's not getting, of course, the huge marketing push that these other huge, right? these other movies that are backed by huge companies are getting. And that's okay. And that's exactly why we have this podcast. Because then we can put the word out, too. Everybody listening, they know what's up. Everybody watching the videos, they know what's up. And Word of mouth is still powerful, nigga. So me, because I'm in that bitch. And my bro, man, boy, in there. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Melvin Greg. R.I.P. to my big bro. (laughs) Did you finish Snowfall? You didn't finish it, huh? Hell no. (laughs) My my bad. I was just checking, big dog. My bad. 
my bad. But again, that comes out June 16th along with Elemental. Two weeks after that. So we you get a little bit of a pause between <laughs> between all of these movies that are dropping week to week. So we have a little break. Then June 30th, Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken hits theaters. This is the other element, or not elemental, the other animated movie you were talking about. So essentially, Ruby Gilman is the main character. She's a high school student that discovers she's a direct descendant of warrior Kraken queens. And essentially, she's just trying to figure out life as a teenager while also trying to balance her duty as a Kraken queen that's also defending people from the evil mermaids. So in this story, the mermaids are evil. Of course, you can guess that this movie is a DreamWorks movie because DreamWorks and Disney are always beefing. And it's funny that they're releasing this movie the same year that The Little Mermaid comes out (laughs) when the mermaid in the Teenage Kraken movie literally looks like Ariel and she's the evil one. So just based off the premise alone, I'm seated for this. I'm not even gonna lie. DreamWorks has been on a very hot streak too. DreamWorks has been dropping has been dropping pretty good movies lately. Mm. See, see, now you thinking about it because at first you gave me the look and it's like mm. it. Dream DreamWorks has been consistent. Oh, well, you know me. I think it's different for me just because you know I'm not a cartoon guy, so yeah. I always judge right off back. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the only miss they had recently is the second boss baby that they just threw out there because it was like, right. why did you even make this? They made a lot boss of money, baby. that's why. Yeah, but, uh, fuck. It's like the Ice Age Syndrome, you feel me? Niggas, <laughs> these movies make so much money and they just keep churning them out right. and shit, but... Yeah, because I heard Puss and you liked Puss in Boots, right? Bruh. Yeah. yeah. Bruh. Like, it was that in Pinocchio last year right. for, animated, for the best animated movies. Head to head, for sure. But again, like I said, based on this premise alone, I feel like it's pretty smart. I feel like, I don't know. I like the little DreamWorks and Disney controversies that we've had with like different type of movies, with like Shark Tale and Finding Nemo and like Emperor's New Groove and Road to El Dorado and like these direct parallels that you can draw between Disney and DreamWorks. And I feel like this is going to be another one of those movies. So, and again, diverse cast. Got Sam Richardson, Coleman Domingo, Jabuki Young White. Ramona Young, Lana Condor is voicing the main character, Ruby. She's a young Asian woman. So I don't know. I I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be pretty funny. But what you think, fam? No, yeah. I, I feel like it's different. So I, I I'd like the I'd like the animation. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'll probably I'll probably watch it. I think because you know, if y'all been listening to this podcast, I really don't watch cartoons like that. Like I'm just mm-hmm. not into them. Um so it's a different reaction for me than it is for most people <laughs> but it's funny because the cartoons you be watching you really be liking dude. yeah like like, zootopia. <laughs> like, like i love zootopia yeah. like, like Even, of course it wasn't like a kids animated movie but intergalactic right. last year too right right like when i so watch like, it and i love it i love it but like yeah. my first reaction to hearing about it, it's like i might see it but normally i'll fall in love with it anyway brings out the inner child in me you know Anyways, the week after. <laughs> Care about your inner child, nigga? Inner child of me, son. <laughs> but again, that is going to be June 30th. We're back to literally movies coming out week after week after week. So Joyride comes out July 7th. This is a movie starring four, count them, four young Asian American women. So the main character's name is Audrey. She is played by Ashley Park. She is actually 
an orphan. She was adopted and she goes back to China to find her biological parents. This trip is also a business trip and she also takes along three of her friends. This trip goes absolutely sideways in the craziest way possible. They they essentially get framed for smuggling drugs all around Asia. They have to figure out how not to get caught by the police. They just want to make it home while also Audrey is trying to find her biological parents and ultimately find her place in the world. She She's just looking for somewhere to belong. And I feel like that's one of the major themes of this film is that I can glean from the trailer. Of course, the right. movie ain't out yet, but from the trailer, it just seems like belonging, um, being a part of something bigger than yourself, friendship, found family as she's trying to find her biological parents, but also bonding with her three friends. Right. I mean, this movie looks absolutely hilarious. Like watching the trailer, I'm locked in. And again, very, very culturally significant cast as well. Cause I don't think I've ever seen a comedy led right. by four Asian women. You feel me? And, and I feel like this is, this is going to be that movie that that catapults that genre into into I feel like bigger heights, almost how like Crazy Rich Asians because we don't get rom coms with Asian people either. I like that, that movie, you know. And that movie was hella good. <laughs> I love it. Like movie that movie was hella good, <laughs> and it opened doors. And I feel like this is also going to open doors, and that's essentially what I'm most excited about. I mean, the movie has Ashley Park, Sherry Cola, Stephanie Sue straight off of everything everywhere all at once and sabrina Wu, and it's also directed by an asian woman as well adele Lim. she wrote the screenplay for ryan the last dragon and she wrote the screenplay for crazy rich asians and she's the director writer and producer of this movie i mean i don't see how this movie can miss no truly i feel like this is another one like i feel like this and black and are definitely going to go on the radar for a lot of people mm, yeah. um but yeah, that that trailer was that sold me as soon as I saw it, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And no, Crazy Rich Asians. Honestly, I feel like that's definitely underrated too. Like a lot of people mm-hmm. don't talk about it. Um, so yeah, no, this one, this one is fucking yeah. This is gonna be some funny shit. That's what I'm like. Those two, I'm dev- like at all these. Like obviously, Spider First mainstream shit, but these two are mm-hmm. definitely one of the ones I can't wait. Cause I know it's gonna be a little solo date for me, a little popcorn, a little drink. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna kick back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm being you know that the vibe. You know <laughs> vibes. It literally feels like, and I feel like we're like that. <laughs> just going off on a tangent, just because we worked at theaters, right. and our breaks were spent in movie theaters. Like True. we was never the niggas just to sit in the break room. Mm-hmm. We were always getting our little free bag of popcorn and the little white candy bag. You feel me? <laughs> Just going into it, get the little courtesy cup full of soda, yep. fill that shit to the brim, and I'm in there. And just, and just sit in the movie I'm in there for thirty it minutes. If, <laughs> right? It don't matter if you've seen the movie five times at this point. You'll just sit in there and just enjoy yourself on your break by yourself, Easy especially money. on weekdays when the theater is pretty empty. It's a vibe. I'm pretty so sure vibe. I watched Dope by myself my whole shift one time because we were so damn slow. <laughs> I was in the theater by myself, nigga. <laughs> it's been like that, especially when you're on floor. Like when you first start you cleaning theaters, and like it's a weekday, nobody's even watching movies. So some theaters are just empty, so you don't even gotta clean them. It's like you just walk into a theater, stand in the hallway, straight up chill. <laughs> Easy money, man. I'm telling you, and that's that's honestly like people that think they can't do it. I'm telling you, do that shit. That shit is so therapeutic, bro. It's yes. like. Your yeah. own home, bro. You're just there. 
and it's a vibe i'm telling you yeah solo movie dates are a vibe like if you ain't got nobody to go with don't think that it's weird or people are gonna look at you weird especially the workers like they definitely understand one they understand two they probably don't give a fuck so like nobody like nobody's worried about you looking lonely or like going to right. movies by yourself. Ain't nothing wrong with it. It's really nice. My grown honest, ass so. was by myself watching Little Mermaid. So if you if I hey. could do that, y'all could do anything. <laughs> exactly. So again, Joyride comes out July seventh. Again, we'll have a little bit of a break. So one week passes. The very next week, Barbie, July twenty first. Y'all know what this movie about. I ain't even got to go into that great of detail. Y'all see the diversity, of course, because there are a ton of Barbies. There are a ton of Kens. So you got anyone from Issa Rae to Kingsley Ben-Adir, Alexandra Ship, Simu from Shang-Chi. I mean, they got a ton of people in here and a ton of diversity. I'm seated for it. I feel like this day, I'm going to see Barbie and Oppenheimer and do just a little double feature. Double feature. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah, you know the fuck. <laughs> I already knew, bro. I was like, I gotta figure out which one I want to watch first. Do so I want to be happy right. first? <laughs> right. I think I think I'm gonna go Oppenheimer first and end on a happy note. You right. Because like I feel like I feel like if I saw Barbie first, I'd be like just yeah. happy as fuck being right. in the theater, going into the other theater. I just sit down, all I see is bombs going off killing like. this. On me, bro. So, yeah, no, for real, no, for real. Cause it's it's just crazy, bro. Like I just I miss this shit. Just being able to just be at the theater, bro. Like, yeah, shit been dry for so long. So it's to have bad. shit constantly coming out back to back, you know, double feature days, bro. I ain't did that shit in a long time. Right. So yeah, no, nah, Barbie, Barbie's up there. Out of all the mainstream shit, Barbie's definitely like in my top five. Shit, I can't wait to see. Yeah, yeah, Barbie's gonna be a, a good time, really. And that's all I really want from that movie. Of course, yeah. it's going to have heart. Like, you can see that from the last trailer that dropped. Like, there's going to be some heartfelt moments and stuff. And I'm prepared for that. You feel me? Growing up with Life Size, with Tyra Banks, we've prepared for those moments. <laughs> you feel me? See? You hit me there, big dog. Yo, we, pre- <laughs> we prepare for those moments. We, we've trained our whole life <laughs> to get to this moment. Life Size, damn. We took it home with that one. <laughs> I ain't gonna make, hey, make a cry of command. <laughs> if anybody listening, if you haven't seen Life Size, you sleep. Right. You are sleep. You gotta Where watch is Life it? Size. Is it on? No, it's not on Disney Plus. Nah, I think only the second one's on Disney Plus, and you know, we don't even really claim that. Uh, that's so, crazy. If y'all need the website, y'all know my website got everything, big dog. Hey, so. quit, quit giving people that shit, nigga, before we get busted. <laughs> before we get busted. <laughs> What website do you speak of? <laughs> right. Disregard that. Cut that. <laughs> but again, Barbie, July 21st. The very next week is The Haunted Mansion. Now, we haven't had a Haunted Mansion movie since Eddie Murphy's, right? Yep. Yeah. So this one, of course, essentially the same premise, except it's just a woman and her son. They move into this mansion, of course, that's just haunted by supernatural, evil, scary things. And they're trying to have different types of people come, exercise the house, help them get the spirits out. And this one, while it still looks funny, of course, it's still going to have comedic elements. This shit look lucky scary. Like, <laughs> watching that trailer, like, this shit looks scary. And it's, again, diverse. has Rosario Dawson, Lakeith Stanfield, a newcomer, Chase Dillon. He's going to play Rosario Dawson's son. 
and it's directed by Justin Simeon. He wrote, directed, and created Dear White People, the movie and the TV show. He's directing this movie as well. So we all across the map on this one. Like I said, this one looks scary. Eddie Murphy's wasn't scary at all. It was, Cap. of course. No, it wasn't. You thought Eddie Murphy's haunted You're mansion was scary? You're just a tough critic. That shit is low-key. It's low-key scary. That old dude was fucking creepy, bro. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. You don't even like the first Haunted Mansion like that. I watched that, that shit every year. That don't mean I like. I could think it's scary. That shit low key spooky. Does this one look scarier? Yeah. Okay, then that's just my point, nigga. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to argue with Trying you. To I call said what I said, out, nigga. You don't want to call you out. You don't even like that one. I watch that shit every year. <laughs> Bang that shit, then, nigga. Like I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need no time oh, for him. All on my mama, nigga. <laughs> no, yeah. No. I'm not. <laughs> Shut up. You so dramatic. I'm not hating. Y'all just saying. I feel like the first one was oh, low-key. Low this one, obviously, is scary, which is your point. But yes, I still think the first one low-key is spooky. <laughs> my bad. I wasn't trying to call you out, big dog. Nah, you was banging on me, Obi. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> don't let don't let the Disney crew show up at the crib ask about me. My fault, bro. <laughs> You're so annoying. You are so annoying. But again, Haunted Mansion 2023 coming out July 28th. Literally, not even a whole week after that, we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. So this is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie I was talking about a little bit earlier that almost takes inspiration from Into the Spider Verse and that animation style. And this movie has a ton, a ton of talented people in it. We have Jackie Chan as Splinter. Got Giancarlo Esposito as Baxter Stockman. Got Maya Rudolph, Ice Cube, Hannibal Burris, And then three of the turtles. Three of the turtles aren't white. We got Micah Abbey as Donnie. Shaman Brown Jr. as Mikey. And Nicholas Cantu as Leo. So two of the turtles are black. Donnie and Mikey are voiced by black people. And honestly, I'm feeling it. Because they just came out with a comic that had the turtles turn into humans. And they were black. And it's like, it's been confirmed, so why not go in that direction? Um, we have a black April in this movie as well. Ayo Adibri from The Bear. So I, I'm really excited for this movie. I love the art direction that they took. And I like the way they drew the turtles and their casting for the turtles. Because the three names I named, and of course, Raph, they all are supposed to be teenagers. And I feel like a lot of the adaptations we've gotten of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they felt way more adult than they should have. And I feel like this one, they actually feel like they're only 13. Like <laughs> They're actually just turning 13 and trying to figure out kind of how life in New York City works and making mistakes and and trying to figure out how they operate as a family so i don't know and seth rogan has been on hot street lately too and he's the the creator for this movie as well so yeah he just dropped something on apple tv too i think yeah with um rose Byrne. i think it's called platonic yeah yeah and they they have good chemistry from neighbors i like neighbors i thought neighbors was hella funny I like the so first I, one I'm yeah. The second one they were doing too much with Zach Efron still trying to be around college when he's like 
30. <laughs> like it, it was just weird. It was weird and he couldn't move on. It's like, all right, the storyline is kind of ass. But but and he's like 30. <laughs> I did. You graduated eight years ago. Be for real. Get out. Leave. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> but yeah, this movie I think is in my top five for most anticipated. What you think? I know you're not a huge Turtles fan like that, but what you think about it? No, yeah, this one, yeah, I was sold automatically sold because um, I watched the shy and the boy in that is one of the turtles, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely gonna support that. Um, I do, I, I do like the Ninja Turtles. Um, it just depends on which one, I guess. Because I didn't like the newest ones with um Michael Bay's. Yeah, is that who yeah. made those two? Yeah, I don't yeah. like those ones. The older ones, I, I mess with the. Fir- I think I mess with the second one more than I mess with the first one. The second one is my favorite. Yeah. Like <laughs> the secret of the ooze. Yeah, from the nineties. Yeah. yeah, that one yeah. I mess with more. Um, but yeah, and TMNT is super. Yeah, underrated. TMT is definitely the most underrated one. Out. Like, super. Oh underrated. my god, that shit is so good. <laughs> uh, when Leo and Raph fought in the rain. That's what I'm saying, and I think that's why. Cause like that's the cartoon one, so this one, yeah, this one, I'm definitely picking up on that vibe too to just be, just fucking solid, just yeah, just fucking, just fucking solid. And again, the young dude from the shy, he's like my favorite character on that show, so you're definitely gonna yeah. rock with bro. I think he's Mikey too. Yeah, so he'll be the fun, he'll be the fun one yeah. doing all the stupid shit. I don't know why so, I'm still watching that show, but you're here still, we are. I thought you stopped, man. I did. And then I started. <laughs> Got to see it through, my boy. <laughs> no, I don't, nigga. <laughs> no, I do not. Anyways, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, August 2nd. Moving into August 11th, we have Gran Turismo. Now, I don't know if y'all grew up playing this racing game, but essentially, they're making it a movie and taking the premise that a gamer who actually plays Gran Turismo is given a chance to actually race cars in real life. So he trains, goes through all this boot camp, actually makes it through, and everyone's gunning for him because, of course, nobody wants to lose to a gamer when you do this shit in real life. Now, I haven't played Gran Turismo probably at least 10 years, but I do enjoy racing games. And I think the direction that they're taking with this movie is pretty creative and taking the premise of someone that does actually play the game and giving them a chance to actually compete in real life. So I'm I'm interested. I don't know how excited I am for it. Like, it's not something that's really written on my list. But did you play those games growing up, bro? Uh, I was a Midnight Club type of guy. Ooh, Midnight Club was tough. The soundtracks were always yeah. top tier. I think that's what it is. I was more so on the Midnight Club side. Um, but I do remember the games, but I didn't play them like that. Yeah. But I do, like, obviously we love racing games, but unfortunately yeah. Midnight Club was the one for me. Yeah. Midnight Club would just be hella grimy if they turned Bruh. that shit to Bruh. Like, that shit was straight from the gutter. Like, who, whoever made that was straight from the hood. You was, ra- you was racing, like... <laughs> like, you was really on some fast experience. Like, like, it was like, crazy. Like, why are we checking out a Chrysler 300 right now? 
compete in a street race. That's crazy. Put the Bentley grill on that bitch. Have like 25 inches. Oh, for real. And they let you do motorcycles and shit too. Like, it was really like some crazy shit. Like, I feel like if Gran Turismo is like Madden, right? Right. I feel like Midnight Club is NFL Street. No, I feel like for I, real. That's the best way. That's literally to compare perfect. the two. Because it's true, bro. Because like Midnight Club is straight from the gutter, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> That's hella funny, though. Damn, I'm gonna see if they got that on the PlayStation library, nigga. <laughs> Bro, I fucking wish. I would Bruh. never talk to anybody again, I swear to God. Bruh. I'm saying that and really like the NFL streets and NBA streets, if they yeah, had man. those, 2K would go out of business. That's why they never bringing them things back. Yeah, no, they will never happen. There's just no way. And it's crazy to me that EA would get punked like that. It's like, you know how much money you can make easily. I don't know. I don't Maybe their contract. Yeah, I ain't going to get into it. I don't even know what they're doing over there. But again, Gran Turismo comes out August 11th. And the same day, we have The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Now, this is a straight up horror movie. Um, it has Corey Hawkins, though, from Straight Out of Compton and The Heights. Boy's doing big things, really. Like, he's really making moves. And I think he's still underrated as an actor and just as a performer as a singer because he carried in the heights but let me let me get off that <laughs> last voyage of demeter again horror movie essentially it's a dracula movie the premise is that dracula's presence dooms the crew of the merchant ship the demeter as it sells from carpathia to london so watching this trailer i ain't gonna lie to y'all i don't know if i'm gonna watch this because i ain't that deep into my horror bag and <laughs> it is low-key demonic like i <laughs> Hell to the no, nigga. It's like you sleeping with the light on. I got enough problems. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't adding that to it. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck, Corey. (laughs) Right. Hope you do good at the box office, bro. Not like again. I think he is so underrated. Um what things he's been in, what he's able to do. Like I said, his singing, I didn't even know he could sing like that till I right. saw it in the Heights. Um and I I do think he's he's gonna be big for years to come. But this one, big dog, I don't know if I, I could rock with you in theaters with it. So <laughs> good luck. I salute you, sir. That's all y'all. I ain't into that shit. <laughs> but again, last words of the Demeter, August eleventh. Literally a week after that, we got Blue Beetle. August 18th. If you don't know what Blue Beetle is, you sleep. Blue Beetle is going to be, I feel like, DC's best movie in probably ever. I'm not even going to lie to you. I was going to say in the last few years, but I'm like, nah, nah. <laughs> it's ever. <laughs> it's ever. And it's going to have a huge, hugely Hispanic cast. So it's going to be mostly Hispanic because Jaime Reyes, played by Zolo, he's from Cobra Kai, one of my favorite characters on Cobra Kai. He's solid, and I think he's perfect for this role. I mean, he looks like Jaime from the trailer that has been released. He acts like him, at least from the depiction we've seen before from like Young Justice animated movies and things like that. I feel like he captures the essence of Jaime Reyes. So I think he's going to do so good. It has him in it. It has George Lopez, Harvey Guillen, Raul Max Trujillo. I mean, the list goes on and on. And it has a Puerto Rican director. So I feel like the director is also going to treat the movie with care, especially the care that it needs 
being a movie that's going to be this socially socially and culturally significant um because correct me if i'm wrong i feel like this is the first movie at least live action movie that has a superhero that's hispanic at least that starring one because of course we have like america chavez from Right. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Of course, we've had side characters before, no, but I feel like, like this is the first live action one right. that's starring. Like this is his. It's called Blue Beetle. He's Blue Beetle, right? You know, and of course we have Miles Morales, and we have animated ones and things like that. And of course they have their cultural significance, but I think this is going to be huge for DC, especially their universe moving forward with James Gunn. Um, but I don't know. I think this is in my top five too. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I could put that there. Like, I don't know, because, you know, we ain't big on DC like that, especially everyone knows I'm not. (laughs) So, like, for this to be in my top five, that says a lot. Yeah, it it definitely says a lot. Because, again, I like the cast. Um, I like the character Blue Beetle. I think he's very interesting, especially the dynamic between him and the scarab that's going to develop in the movie. Right. And you know what movie this reminds me of? Uh, you Have you seen Star Kid from the 90s? Nigga, have you? You saw that? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> and Loki reminds that. me of that, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. Bro, yeah. I love Star Kid. I had that shit on VHS. That's hella funny. <laughs> that's, that's why I had to ask. And I was like... <laughs> Have you seen Star? Of course, I've seen that. I was just—I guess I was—I was more surprised you saw it. To be Come honest, on, big dog, you know the pedigree there. Stop trying to play me. <laughs> I'm not like you know that shit. Nah, nobody yeah, sees. Yeah, no one sees that shit. It's like, let's keep it real, bro. That was still on that VHS era, and niggas yeah, was not man. buying that. That's exactly what it reminds me of because yeah. it's a boy that finds. In Starkid's case, it was just a suit already. Right. Like, it wasn't something that attached to him. But as soon as he gets in the suit, the suit has a personality. It can control itself. And the dynamic between the boy and the suit is really the heart of the story. Right. And I feel like that's what Blue Beetle's going to be. Of course, they're going to have really great family moments for him and his family and them finding out he's Blue Beetle and what the Scarab does to him and things like that. And I think they also said that... I won't say a lot of the movie, but some of the movie is going to be just spoken in Spanish. So that's going to be super cool to see as well. Um, But as far as the dynamic between him and the Scarab, I feel like that's really what's going to drive the movie. And uh, I'm I'm here for it. Star Kid vibes all the way. That's hella funny. (laughs) (laughs) I really wasn't expecting you to say that. So again, Blue Beetle, August 18th. We have a couple weeks break. So you can catch up on your movies if you missed any at this time. Thanks. And then coming in September 1st, Equalizer 3. Y'all know what time it is. Denzel Washington's old ass is back to clap some niggas, put some niggas in a pack. <laughs> and we gonna be seated for it. Antoine Fuqua is back. Of course, he directed the first two Equalizers, did Training Day. I mean, him and Denzel have a, have a pretty extensive history. Um, and he's going to be directing this film as well. Again, it's the third installment of the Equalizer franchise. I mean, Denzel's a cold nigga in the Equalizer, and I just like to see how he calculates exactly how he's going to kill people, and he does it. Like, this is the geriatric black John Wick. <laughs> like, that's the best way literally. I can describe it. Like, literally. <laughs> so, more of a, he has more of a heart. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, I right. will say that. 
He does. He does. Because that's how he gets into all these predicaments. He always finds like family wherever he's at. And this one, he's basically retired in Italy at the start of it. And he sees that the mob is essentially controlling his town. He's like, you know what? I'm going to kill these niggas because I love (laughs) y'all. I'm going to do this out of love. (laughs) Like truly. (laughs) That nigga's whole aspect is, oh, you fucking with good people. Let me show you what a real nigga's like. (laughs) That's what they got it the, is. They got a gun in the first one Man. going crazy. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though. No, like, I, I really fuck with those movies held tough. Like, I love those movies, like, a lot. So, yeah, I'm in that bitch easy. No yeah, hesitation. So, and I think this is a perfect way to end the summer movies, yep. especially with them being diverse and, and just the big cultural significance that I feel like the year 2023 is going to have on film. Man, I feel like ending with a Denzel Washington led movie is just poetic. I just, like, this is cinema. These are the moments yeah. when you talk about all this is cinema. Like, this is bringing people out of their homes, it's getting everyone back in the theaters. It's like, you know, this is what we'll be missing for what, like two, three years yeah. since COVID, Brad? So, yeah, no, like, this is a good closeout in with a legend. And then here we are. Hell yeah. Like, I've never, I mean, because I was going to say, like you said, we haven't had this level of hype and, and this many movies right. that we want to see. From blockbusters, like Transformers Across the Spider-Verse, to really indie-like films like The Blackening and Joyride. Um, or not even really indie, but just right. smaller films that aren't meant to just blow you away and like make so much money and are backed by huge studios. Like There's something in here for literally mm-hmm. everybody. And it hasn't been that way for a while, especially with the pandemic and things like that. Like, I canceled my movie membership, like, subscription shit. And now I got to reinstate it because I'm going to be at the movies every fucking week. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like now I got to get it again. So, (laughs) No, truly. And that's, that's like, these are the moments I just wish you was here. We'd be big dog. Man, you going to make me cry. (laughs) Not on the air. (laughs) We lied. Cause, bro, like this is this is who you know. This is our friendship. Our friendship is movies, bro, and like these are the moments we definitely will be going every fucking weekend, no hesitation. So, like, we would just have to, we would just have to pick the theater. You feel me? (laughs) That's it. We got plugs everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere. We ain't worked at the movies in so long, and we got plugs everywhere. So it's it's easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would but, be better if yeah. I was back, but you know. Big chilling. <sighs> it is what it is. But again, going through all these movies, what is your definitive top five that you're that you're most excited about? Uh Spider-Verse for sure will definitely be my one. Um shit, hold on. Um Definitely gonna say TMT two. Okay. okay. Equalizer three. I'm gonna say Transformers four. And then I'm gonna say Barbie five. Okay, okay. I felt like we got the mm, I was gonna say the same top five, but I don't think so. Probably not, no. Cause I was gonna say that they were just in different order, but now I'm looking again. I feel like Spider Verse is my first, Transformers is my second, 
Blackening is my third. It's tough. It is hard. I think it's tough. Blackening's my third. Damn. TMNT's my fourth. And I think Joyride's my fifth. Yeah, Joyride's definitely six. Blue Beetles, Blue Beetles, the honorable mention. Yeah, Joyride's definitely my honorable mention. Yeah, because I feel like that's gonna be one of the movies that will actually make me laugh out loud. And movies really don't really don't be hit. Comedies don't really be hitting the same. Yeah. No, I'll keep like, that. I feel like that one, I won't be like, okay, this is a comedic classic. <laughs> like this is gonna be hella funny. I think it is like with Barbie, I think I you know, once you mention life size, it's kinda like, oh that makes sense why I'm so into mm-hmm. it. Cause I really, really like life, life size. size. Yeah. Especially because, you know, with me I had, you know, my auntie who was, mm-hmm. you know, close in age. So we watched mm-hmm. that shit like on repeat. And obviously you had big sense too. So when you have like that type of woman companion, yeah. it's like shit. <laughs> you watching everything, right? right. <laughs> like people like get surprised at what you've seen, but you're just like, we were sharing a TV. <laughs> like we weren't literally watching everything I wanted to watch all the time. And we weren't watching everything she wanted to watch. Cause I'm sure that people are surprised when they hear about some of the stuff that they've seen too. So it kind of like goes both ways. And I don't know the, the bridge of like cultures and having a feminine side and a masculine side. I feel like that's like true shit, the bro. easiest way to put it. Literally. It's like some of the stuff you watch and enjoy. People are surprised. And it's like, ain't nothing wrong with watching and enjoying this shit. Niggas like, like, this is really wants to see Barbie. It's like, bro, I am yeah. so hyped. To see yeah, like, Barbie. yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm sure people are going to be surprised as soon as we said life size. <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> that would be so underrated. It's really good. That's a deep as fuck. <laughs> yeah, bro. And I feel like that's exact. Because in the Barbie movie, like, they go to the real world and stuff. And it's like, I feel like that's the kind of themes that they're really going to be hitting on. You feel yeah. me? Because so, we both fuck with Enchanted, too. Like, that's another uh, one. Yeah. I was so saying. disappointed with Disenchanted. I think I told you not to. I know, I know, but like you said, we enjoyed the first one. <laughs> like, I was ready, but <sighs> nah, it wasn't oh, yeah. meant to be. But should be again, y'all, solid this summer is going crazy. Summer is going absolutely crazy. There's something to look forward to every single week. We ain't even getting to the games that are dropping the rest of this year, like Spider Man 2, Mortal Kombat 1, DBZ, Budokai Tenkaichi 4. I mean, the list is going on and on, and, and the blurs is eating. The blurs is eating. The diversity is is given what needs to what needs to be given as well. So, like, if you don't have anything to look forward to, I absolutely have nothing to tell you. Like, there, there's going to be something for you to enjoy, and we're gonna be here all summer telling y'all about it. So, it is what it is. It's lit. It's up. It's a vibe, bro. I mean, gonna bang on me more for the haunted it's mansion that I said wasn't scary. But <laughs> she was spooky, bro. <laughs> sure was. Anyway, that's all we got for class today. Again, happy Memorial Day weekend just because we're off and we don't gotta work. That's the only reason why I'm saying that. True. It is what it is, man. And if you're at home, again, we suggest American born Chinese. If you're trying to get out. Go ahead and go see that little mermaid. And we lit. Again, class is dismissed. You've been rocking with J Rock. McFly Smith.
Yay!